Welcome to Diana Perkovic's Monday Momentum in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your Monday Moment in 5 podcast. I'm your host, Diana Perkovic, and this is week two of our summer book series here, Good Girl Mafia. I'm telling you guys, www.goodgirlmafia.com. Go to the website, subscribe, follow us on social media. We have got our summer book club series and so much more happening. I can't think of anything better than a beautiful glass of wine to go back with an extraordinary book. And if you ordered Sherry Salata's The Beautiful No from last week, you may want to order the wine that I have in store for you this week. Yes, we have wine as part of our book club series. Crew 9 Wine is international in crafting exceptional wines, cultivating relationships, and promoting strong women who are learning how to raise themselves up. Crew 9 Wine is the beautiful wine that we are partnering, partnering with here at Good Girl Mafia. And this is a wine that benefits women human trafficking, domestic violence, and pregnancies. So we've got a lot to talk about today. Our guest is the founder of Crew 9 Wine. We have Faith Stone Brocay who is joining us. She is the owner, the founder, founder and manager of Crew 9, a California winery. She lives in Iowa. This is an incredible story of a girl from Iowa who decided to follow her dreams, and we have her joining us today. Faith, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to finally have you on the show. Hello. Hello. I'm excited too. Well, what better way to, you know, uh, talk about our summer book series than to crack open a bottle of wine, darling. I mean, it doesn't get any better. What is better than summer an amazing read and an equally amazing glass of wine. Does it get any more girl power than that? I don't think it does. I think you hit it spot on. That's perfect. Well, I I am new to Crew 9 Wines, and I am a huge fan. Beautiful, beautiful wines. And I will say, I mean, I am not the biggest wine connoisseur at all, but I am very much that person who... I know when I don't like one, right? And I don't right. think I don't think you have to be a wine connoisseur to really understand a great bottle of wine when you get one. And that's exactly the experience I had um, when I had the first bottle of white, that Chardonnay, darling, <laughs> from Crew 9. I only have one bottle left. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. So we're going to talk all about the wine, and we're going to talk about how you became... This powerhouse, really, this woman with her own wine brand of wines. and But I want to begin with a place where you and I, our hearts really intersect. And that is when a woman gets behind her passion, brings it to market, and then in good old-fashioned good girl mafia style, that's, what it, that's the meaning of it takes a badass to be a good girl. But yes. we do not leave other girls behind. And that's one of the reasons why I love, love, love what you're doing. So not only are we going to offer you great books, 
we are now offering you the most beautiful, beautiful line of wines with which you're going to sit down and read the book, knowing all the while that you are now impacting the lives of Mm. other women, domestic abuse uh, survivors, human trafficking survivors, women, our sisters who need a helping hand. Faith, tell us more about your social impact purpose driven brand. Okay. So that's just, that's probably the most important part of my company. Um, to me, obviously the wines, um, I love my wines. I believe in what I do. I believe in my craft. Um, the wines are very much an expression of myself and not just the, what's in the bottle, even the labeling, um, that's a little piece of me. And generally the labels are words and words are powerful. So part of that expression is also bringing along other females who maybe were not born into the same situation that you and I were, or they weren't given the same opportunities. So for me, when I started this, I finally had an opportunity to making make an impact um, for other people, other women um, who, who didn't have the same opportunities. So, you know, I think it's not just my responsibility. We all have that responsibility to put them on our coattails and bring them along for the ride and really lift them up. Um, Because I do believe when somebody is given an opportunity and a chance and you teach them, they will grab onto that and it is life changing. So it's not just life changing for that person. It is also affecting their children Mm -hmm. and the people around them. And so it just I always say it always trickles down in a good way even little things. And so sometimes it's maybe not money that you can provide. Sometimes it's creating awareness. Sometimes it's as simple as, you know, taking someone's hand and holding it and, and making them feel like they're important and they are respected and they deserve that. So, you know, a lot of these girls and women who are in these situations have never had that relationship where they've been respected. And so it's showing them, you know what, you're worth it. This is your time and you can do this. So I'm kind of going off on a rant, but it's really personal to me. And the four nonprofits that we sponsor, I have such an amazing opportunity. For one, the women that are running the programs are in and of themselves warriors. Mm -hmm. I love them. They are my friends. You know, the fourth nonprofit that we just added, Alternatives um, Pregnancy Center, I don't know them as well yet, but we'll get there. Um, But regardless, I have an opportunity to see the survivors come out. So I actually see people being helped and they have their independence. So that that's like number one for me. Well, Faith, that is our kind of rant here at Good Girl Mafia. You just rant on, okay? I did. You, I kind of went off on I love it. Listen, that's why, that's why we have you on today because I really believe in what you are doing and I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about it. You know, you've contributed to the website. There's an article there for anyone who hasn't um, gone to www.goodgirlmafia.com. Like, um, what are you waiting for? I suggest you go uh, <laughs> subscribe if you would. I, I love having you, but there is a full article there um, with Faith and, and what she's doing. We're going to talk about 
everything during the podcast, but if you want to, you know, help faith help others, you can go to our website and learn more about that too. One of the easiest ways you can do that is by ordering wine. So explain to me how when Diana goes to Crew 9, okay, your website, and I log mm-hmm. in and I go and I pick my wine of choice and what I want to do, how am I now impacting uh, these nonprofits that you benefit? Okay, so it's pretty easier, and I'm I'm really not good at self promotion. Um, I've never been good at that, but I do feel like in this case, okay, I do have to put food on the table, and this is my business, this is my kingdom, and this is what I've worked so hard to create. So you can go online, crew9wine.com, and if you get on the clubbing page, there's eight different clubs. And you can choose a Chardonnay club, Pinot Noir club, Cabernet Sauvignon. You can do reds. You can do whites. You can. There's a lot of different choices. But 10% of our wine club memberships goes towards the nonprofits that we sponsor. So we do give over and above that. Um, you know, actually, last year is the first year that we had a wine club membership period. I didn't have a wine club. I'm from Iowa. So I go back and forth to California to do the wine stuff. So a lot of my wines are distributed to Iowa. That's my, you know, my hometown. But, um, uh, now we do, there's a long story of how we, I got the wine club going and it's a good story, but, um, now that it is going, you know, I feel that is a great tool to get more funding to our nonprofits. And I'm telling you, the need is great. So first of all, I believe in my product. I, I do make great wine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people um, yeah, you might do. call that, thank yeah, you, you, call do. that arrogant. It's not arrogant. I just no. believe in my product and what I do. But um, through the Wine Club membership, we are able to give a higher percentage uh, to our nonprofits. So it's really easy and there's a lot of options. So yeah, go on there, sign up. List your nonprofits and give us a little um, description of all of them, please. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start with Ruby's Place because they were the first one. So um, Crew 9 Wine is a young winery. So I'm four or five years old into this. Um, Ruby's Place is in Hayward, California. So uh, Vera and Sephora head up a lot of their programming there. Great women. Um, I'm good friends with both of them. Um, but Ruby's Place is a shelter for survivors of human trafficking and domestic abuse. So, um, they are in the process right now of trying to build a new shelter. The shelter there is 40 years old. Ruby's Place, by the way, is the first shelter in the Bay Area. They have a long history there, um, but the need is great. And so write a big check out to Ruby's place so they can get a new shelter built. Um, so important. So that's number one. Number okay. two is house house of hope in Waterloo. Um, Karen Rowe, Dusky steel. They have a lot of great people on staff there. Um, house of hope is a two year transitional home for homeless moms and their children. So when I'm talking about all these, these nonprofits, they're very much interconnected in what they do. So, Many times if a woman has suffered domestic abuse, she may also end up out on the street with her kids. Mm -hmm. She's homeless. So this is tackling another end of that problem. So they have two years to uh, 
learn a, learn a skill. Um, they can live in the house. They're never going to get kicked out, but they do have to um, either get an education or a job. So it's teaching them more life skills, how they can just survive on their own. It's, it's awesome. I love that. And then, yeah, I love I it do. too. I really do. And it, yeah. and it speaks to, um, not, not to go off on a tangent, but it really speaks to the whole uh, thought process for me anyways, behind the women's rights or human rights. Because I think oftentimes what people forget is what happens to women happens to their children as well. It, yes. we're, we're talking about a completely different proposition. And so we must prop these women up and support them. So there's just another reason to, oh, I don't know, have some fabulous wine this summer. I'm serious. Speaking. I'm being really serious. Yes. Just another reason. Okay, so let, let's move on then to the next nonprofit. Okay, so Dorothy's House. Um, Dorothy's House is, it's also, it. well, I'm just going to say, so Kelly Markey started uh, Dorothy's House. She's the founder. I met her through a good friend um, in the Des Moines area. Uh, Dorothy's House is in Des Moines, and with her own money, she bought an old house and renovated it. She takes in girls, young girls, um, that have been rescued from human trafficking. And a lot of people will think, you know, it's Iowa, farm country, we don't have that problem. Oh, we do. It is everywhere. These young girls are, are being mothered by Kelly. So Kelly also bought a second house. Wow. And now the need is so great. Um, they are over capacity. And so she's looking to add on to Dorothy's house. So again, more funding that's needed. Through Kelly, I met Vanessa McNeil at Adolga. So Vanessa is a graduate of the University of Northern Iowa, as I am. And she is just a warrior of a young woman. So she and Taylor Blumel raised $35,000 and I think three to four days to start the production of Grid Shock. And it is a documentary on human trafficking in Iowa. And uh, it premiered in April in Des Moines. All of the ticket proceeds of Grid Shock went to Dorothy's house. Wow. Yeah. So if anybody out there is listening and you know somebody, this documentary needs to be it needs to be shown in mass media. So whoever you are, if you can help, grid shock. Everybody needs to see this. So, you know, moving on from that, the last one, we just added them, is Alternatives Pregnancy Center in Waterloo. Um, they provide materials to moms and dads who are going through an unplanned pregnancy. So diapers, clothes, bottles, and parenting counseling. Cause you know, we, we don't wake up and know how to be a mom or a dad. Right. Exactly. And, and, and it's just as important for those daddies to be as well. So you gotta, you gotta bring the guys in on this cause Absolutely. they, they are a part of this. So free ultrasounds, free STD testing, um, really they are a huge part of helping families thrive instead of backsliding um, because the backsliding that's where we're going to end up somebody's homeless mm -hmm. somebody can't provide for their children um, you know they end up in possibly a relationship that they're going to be abused so it's all about starting at the beginning 
bringing them in and, and helping them out. And now you know why everybody, I brought faith here, right? Now it all <laughs> comes full circle. I love, love, love what you're doing. I commend you. Um, and I think the fact that you can, you know, meet at that intersection of commerce and giving back, I think that truly is the wave of the future. And so now we know who we are giving back to. Now yeah. let's talk a little bit about the actual wine for people who are listening and they love their wines. De- describe your your Chardonnay. Describe your Pinot. Uh, give us just a, a little rundown of of every wine. What can I expect when when I order a, a bottle of Crunine? Okay, I'm going to talk about my liquid babies because mm. it is in a you know and. My kids, almost. <laughs> I do have three boys, human ones, um, and fur babies. But the wine definitely is near and dear to my heart. So I do Russian River Valley Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. And then I also have a reserve uh, Oakville Cabernet Sauvignon in bottle and a red blend. So Chardonnay, um, I, by the way, I make what I love to drink. So those varietals. Those are my go-tos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have a, I have a broad palate. I like a lot of different types of wine. But if I had to pick, like, that's my go-tos. So my Chardonnay, I like a balanced Chardonnay. Okay. Um, we do full – I do full ML most of the time. It depends on the vintage. Um, but I like bright acidity to come through on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, uh, I don't like it overdone. Okay. Um, I use French oak. Um, on a limited basis, mm-hmm. but you know, every vintage is different. Sure. And so it kind of depends on what we end up with sure. at harvest as well. well. So I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I am, I really, really, really love the sampling that I received. Really Thank love you. it. And, and I mean that, and you know that I really, really love it. And, and I will say again, um, I feel like with every sip you take, you you have in the back of your mind, it's as if you know you can do good and feel good, right? And that's yeah. really, I think it just makes the wine that much sweeter, that much more beautiful, that much better. How how did you get into wine, Faith? It's It seems as though <gasps> such a huge undertaking, like... A lot of people are like, I'd love to be a teacher or I'd be a news anchor. Or, but I've never, in all honesty, I've never met anyone who said, I think I'm going to get into wines. I think I'm going to produce wines. How did that happen? Well, people in California maybe say right, that. But right. people, farm girls from Iowa, probably not. No. So, yeah. So, no, I did not wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to be a vintner. Um, it was a process and I call it kind of my evolution. Mm -hmm. And I think all the things that I did previous were were kind of building me up to getting into the wine thing. So my dad was a farmer. Um, I, I actually went to school for accounting and I hands down am not supposed to be an accountant. So that didn't work out. I did graduate, but then I went on to horticulture school. So for a while there, I had a tree farm. I had my own contracting company. I was doing construction work. Um, So I was really, you know, getting into how plants grew. Um, And then I took a trip out to California. I love wine. I've always loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't necessarily drink great wine 
back in my college days. <laughs> well, who did? <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. It, it was uh, it was pretty dismal, but. I took that first trip out to California and I started tasting really great handcrafted small lot wines and talking, talking to people. And so I kind of started geeking out on that and trying to figure out how I can do that. And maybe not necessarily be a winemaker because back then that was not even in my mind that I could do that. So it was more getting into the retail end of it and distribution end of it. So I did. I started that. I got those two licenses going. And eventually I I did start thinking about, gosh, it would be great to have my own brand, mm-hmm. my own juice. And I have no idea how I'm going to do that. So it, it really was one of those times where you meet the right person at the right time. Sure. And they introduce you to... The The person. person. Yeah. Right. So, you know, to get into it and if I was going to do it, I had to have the type of grapes that I I wanted really great. I wanted great grapes, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Russian River Valley, um, Napa Valley, so Oakville, Rutherford Bench, St. Helena, you know, you just can't walk in and say, hey, can I buy your grapes? So I met the right guy. And um, Tom Hind has been a huge huge piece of crew nine, um, not just in sourcing the juice and whatnot, but also in managing my fermentations. I've got great people out in California. I have a great staff. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that's kind of a long winded way of that's just kind of how I ended up. Some days I feel like, I feel like a tornado scooped me up and plopped me down in Wineland and I literally just stand up and I'm like, how did I actually get here? Because it's just so surreal to me. That's gotta it's be weird. the be- it's gotta be the best feeling in the world though. It kind of is. Yeah. I don't know what it is for other people, but I went through, you know, a long time not really feeling like I was doing what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And now I like, oh, hello, I figured it out. Or somebody did, and I'm here. So I think all the work experiences that I went through and all the people I met really were a prep for me getting to this point. It's interesting because that's a theme that's already coming up um, in our book series. I had Sherry Salata last week, The Beautiful No. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, she she is incredible. And, and she had talked about, you know, how that, all those moments in your life, it's almost like bumper cars. And it's like this moment, and it bumps you into this path, and you get bumped into mm-hmm. that path, and it all comes together. I have to ask, before you got bumped into this path, if you will, <laughs> um, the moment when you realized, I think I'm going to do wine, and I have no idea how I'm going to do it, your your initial reaction, were you scared? Was it daunting? Or did that fuel you just be like, hey, man, we're going to figure this out? That's a great question. Fear. Um, I always say, and I did not coin this term, fear is expensive, pride is deadly. Um, so I am not fearless. Mm-hmm. My team, my she army, they often call me fearless. I am not fearless. I am. I have fear, and fear is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's there for a reason. But it's not good if it's keeping you or holding you back from what you should be doing or getting you out of a situation as well. So in terms of that, you have to I have to recognize or I had to recognize when fear is holding me back. So, yeah, you know, when I first I was looking to get into this 
and I did meet the right person and they were able to get what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I had, I had the paperwork sitting on my counter for a good month and I got up every morning and I looked at it and I never signed it. And like, Oh my God, I can't do this. Like you were crazy faith. And I don't know enough. I kept telling me these negative thoughts, like you don't know enough yet. You're not ready yet. And I don't know what happened, but I got up one morning and I was sick of being fearful and I signed it. And I literally asked myself, <laughs> okay, what's the worst that's going to happen if I do this? And I said, am I going to die? <laughs> and I said, no, not today. I'm nothing's going to happen. Nothing like that's going to happen. Yeah. I signed the paperwork. I sent it in. I'm not going to die. It'll be okay. I might lose money. It may not, it might not make it, but it's going to be okay. So it was very freeing, but heck yes, I was, oh, I was fearful. Yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about your she army. Who is this she army? Who, who do we have to talk to, to get into this she army? Well, you're in it. So, so hey, it's, hey, 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 it's, it's really all of us. I mean, as, as females and males, it's both. Mm -hmm. We all need to be helping each other out. Yes. And so we are all part of the She Army. So specifically my group, my core group, um, and I, there's some in Iowa, there's some in California, but they are all ambassadors for delivering the mission of Crew 9 mm -hmm. and also enjoying wine along the way. Wine is fun. It's pleasurable. And it's a great way for people. I always call it my liquid liaison because mm. it's a great it's a great way to sit down with people and talk through things. So it's it creates an opportunity to, you know, discuss problems or discuss the shelters and how we can help. So, you know, wine is a great connector to people. I never thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. How how many wonderful things have happened over a glass of wine? Think about it. Oh, yeah. Right? right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. I, I'm sure, you know, multi-million dollar deals have gone down over a glass of wine. Marriage proposals have gone down over a glass yeah. of wine. You know, so many wonderful moments in life. You're absolutely right. It is really just a gateway, I think, to yeah. get people talking. Absolutely. I agree completely. Yeah. So, so yeah, the she army, um, you know, a couple years. So when I started this business, I had a partner and, um, see you in your dreams. That's one of my label names. It was the 2015 Pinot Noir. There's a story behind all the labels and why they have. Oh, that, we're getting that to name. that. Don't you okay. worry, everybody. Yeah. So, you know, there's guys in the she army and we can call them the he army if you want to, but a couple years ago, um, I terminated my partner and I was really, I was going to get out. Like I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And Greg Swayball, he is, he is a special ops air force veteran and he's been in the wine business years and years. That guy figuratively, of course, grabbed me by the scruff of my neck and pulled me up out. And he's like, you don't, don't quit yet. Not yet we can figure this out and you can do this. And he really did. He saved, he saved crew nine. So I'm very thankful to Greg. So the she army comes in many forms and many types of people. Mm -hmm. 
but it is all of us working together to for this mission, which is, you know, it's great to enjoy the wine, but really at the end of the day, it's about people being better off. So, and and I truly do believe that many hands make for light work. Yes. Think about. Oh, I. You yeah, know, I can't do this myself. Well, and and think about a, a thousand bottles, a, a thousand club memberships being sold. I mean, how many women would that help, right? Uh, Five thousand club memberships, right, for for the wine. Then how many people could we have? Ten thousand wine club memberships, and that, yeah. and then fifteen thousand club wine memberships. I mean, this is an opportunity for us to do good, feel good, and remember what goes better with a great book other than a, a, a bottle of great wine. I mean, this is our book summer series. It is as though sometimes I feel, you know, Faith, I look back and I remember the the anticipation of summer. Summer is here and I get to kick mm-hmm. back. And now that we're adults, do we really get that opportunity like we used to? Not as much. It's not the same. But it's I, not. I, one of the reasons why I'm doing the book summer series um, is so that we can help women carve out a little bit of that moment maybe and recapture that feeling, even though you're not off all summer, you know, you're not running around, you know, when the sprinkler in the backyard, I want women to recapture a little bit of that feeling. And I, I truly believe a great glass of wine and a beautiful book, it really doesn't get better than that. And then I, 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 I love your, your names for the wines it it reminds me of um a a girlfriend of mine I I worked with on the air at HSN Deborah Lippman a lot of you know Deborah Deborah is an entrepreneur she has her own line of nail polishes and she names each nail polish after a song right and then you've got OPI also who names all of their you know they're known for their names for Mm -hmm. their uh their nail polish and then we have Faith and Faith has these amazing names for the wine and and now that I know there's a story behind them you have to share oh my so I I am I kind of have a sarcastic side (laughs) so sometimes you know words can mean different things to every individual so you know see you in your dreams we'll just we'll pick that one and there's a story on the website a blog story about that but so in the days when I did have a business partner and it was a he, um, we did not agree on much of anything, mm-hmm. particularly branding and, and labeling. Oh my, it was just, it was war. And so the 2015 Pinot actually, it had, uh, it was called Marion, which is my mom. Mm-hmm. So my first Pinot was also Marion. So I just continued that to the 15. Well, it didn't go over well with him. So I agreed to relabel over half of those bottles. Let me tell you, that is not a fun thing to do. You got to strip labels off and make sure the glue is not on there and you have to have new labels made and get them on there. So super it expensive. is super expensive. It's too. expensive. Yes, it yes. But you know, in the, <laughs> in an effort to, you know, compromise, I decided, okay, I'm, I'll do this. So we could not agree on the new name. So I, I, we were just in a phone conversation and a battle and I got off the phone and I'm like, how, what am I, what are we going to call this? So I went down to the cellar 
And my sister, one of my sisters gave me a little statue. It's actually sitting beside me here and it's a pumpkin head and on it, it says, see you in your dreams. (laughs) So, so I looked at it and I'm like, yes, that's the name. So I went up and I called him and I said, okay, I have the name. It's going to be see you in your dreams. And he's like, that's fantastic. I love it. It's so warm and romantic. I bet you weren't (laughs) expecting that. I wasn't, but I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it like that. Well, he, so, he didn't know that. We did. Right, right. But that's the funny thing about words. They can yeah. mean different things to different people. Yeah. And so that's where see you in your dreams came from. He, he still, he doesn't even, yeah, he never figured out that that was what I really meant. So that one. Um, what what about my flight, stop talking? Stop talking. That's another story of when I had this partner. And so, you know, when I would come out to California, um, sometimes he would be able to pick me up from the airport or drop me off at the airport so I could get back to Iowa. So we were on our way in to the airport, SFO, and we were talking about what we're going to call the Cabernet Sauvignon. And again, not, not agreeing on anything. He, he hands me a packet of cards, business cards, and I took one out and all it said on it was stop talking. And I said, wow, what, what's that mean? And he said, well, I figured you'd appreciate that. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh or be insulted by that, but I said, it's funny. So I said, that's what we're going to call it. The Cabernet is going to be stop talking. So stop talking. The wine speaks for itself. I I am not. Yeah, it's, you know, everybody knows about wine ratings and that's the point system. And I'm not always a huge fan of that because I think it forces people to maybe miss some really interesting wines. Mm -hmm. And and so I am a big believer in, you know, just trusting what your palate likes. Mm -hmm. Try it. Don't always rely on the ratings. Mm-hmm. If you like it, that's that's all that you need to know is that that's, you like it. That's my philosophy. That That's exactly what, you know, to bring the conversation full circle. I'm not the biggest wine connoisseur, but I know what I like. And I think right. that, you know, everybody else should stop talking. <laughs> well, and that. <laughs> start talking has- and drink. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Faith, what is your biggest challenge as a an a female entrepreneur in the wine industry? Oh wow. That's a I don't know. That's a hard question. You know, all of the businesses that I've had, the contracting business, um, very much male dominated businesses. And I never when I started them, I never actually thought about it. Um, it didn't scare me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just kind of jumped in. I don't know if it's because, you know, my dad was a business owner and he had multiple businesses. I have five brothers. Um, so being around dudes, it's not weird for me. Sure. Um, you know, it's just part of life. Yeah. So I never thought about that aspect of it. Um, I was just going to do what I was going to do and that was it. Um, and you know, there is that thing about you go into a meeting and there's guy speak and trying to participate in that. It can be, 
it can be intimidating sometimes. Um, and I think for me, running the landscape crew, the construction crew really gave me a good handle on how to handle those situations and be confident. Mm -hmm. But that, but that took time. Um, you know, I'm 49 years old and I'm still learning this stuff, but that's part of like the ninth power, that label. I am finally figuring out my power. Mm. And I, I often, I often, when I speak to women's groups, um, you know, I talk about finding your superpowers and your kryptonite and sometimes they're the same thing. So be honest with yourself and realize where your strengths and your weaknesses lie and that will help propel you forward. Use how learn how to use them. So anyway, I don't think, I'm not sure if I answered that question or not, but um, the industry is what it is. So for you girls out there, you women out there, just go, just go, be confident, do your thing. You'll be fine. And the industry is changing. There are a lot more women coming in. That's great. And so, so like you say, Diana, don't leave those girls behind. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a firm believer in sharing resources, share yeah. information, ladies, How, you know, that more than anything else, I can't tell you. And Faith, I don't know if you've had this experience, but this has been an experience I've had as a, as a new entrepreneur that kind of surprised me a little bit. I found that along the way I have run across other women who I know you have the answer to the simple question I'm asking and yet you won't share. And I, yeah. I, it always makes me a little bit, oh, I don't know, sad, I, I think, and, and just dis, disenchanted a little bit. Have, have you found that experience yeah. as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate, but that happens. Um, I think there's maybe that mentality that it's me or them. Yeah. And, you know, if I share too much information, they're going to get the job. They're mm. going to get the sale. And really that can happen. I mean, yeah, they may get the sale, they may get the job, but I really firmly believe that everything you do will pay itself forward. And so really, really, if we keep ourselves well connected mm -hmm. and, and help each other and share resources, mm -hmm. we'll get up that ladder. I promise we will get up that ladder. Absolutely. And, and we'll pull others up with us and there's enough for everyone. That's, that's always my, my takeaway. It's like the, girls, there's enough for all of us. There really is. There so, really is. So let's just share information and let's, let's help each other along the way. Faith, what is your ultimate goal with crew nine wines? Oh, you know, okay. I am, I am not like that person that has a five-year plan. I'm terrible about that. Mm -hmm. I sometimes go by the seat of my pants, um, and go by instinct. But ultimately I think with crew nine, I would like, I would like to have obviously our wine club membership grow and I would like to increase production because if those things happen, then we're going to be able to donate more to the nonprofits. And also we're going to be spreading awareness for all of that. So, you know, it's a chain of things. So increase production, increase sales, increase funding to the nonprofits, and then therefore also helping more people. And by helping more people, maybe we just don't have this problem anymore. Wouldn't that be great? Wow. That, that's, that's huge, Faith. That is huge. Well, I don't know if it's huge, but, I mean, 
all of it fits together for me Yeah. in my head. It maybe not, maybe doesn't for other people. I mean, it was a scary thought for me when I started the business to have a giving platform. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, we, Mike and I have three boys. He has his own thing going. Um, it's important for me to have my own thing and make my own way. So, you know, there's a piece of that, that we're giving away, but I also believe firmly that I am very blessed and so fortunate and I have so much. I really do. Even when my boys and I were living in the shed (laughs) across the road, I still had so much. And so, you know, I think as I've gotten older, I've learned some contentment Mm -hmm. and the things that really make me content are not a big bank account. And so it's my job and it's my responsibility. It's yours. It's all of our responsibility to help someone else. Absolutely. How did you, before we wrap up, I really want to know what it is that made you want to create a, a, a social impact company that that wanted to give back is, is there a light bulb moment that you had, or is it just something you, it never occurred to you not to do it? Okay. So it was not a moment. It was a lot of moments put together. And for me, I think becoming is probably becoming a mom. Um, cause there's that thing when you have a, a little person and you're responsible for them, that's pretty big and heavy. And, So, you know, I have three sons. They're all grown now. Um, They were in public school and I was a working mom. So, yeah, my kids were they had to go to daycare and and it was tough. Like we I had bills to pay. Um, Mike also had his own business. So I think having little people and also recognizing the fact that, okay, we have a roof over our head. We have food. We have clothes. Um, it would be so much harder if one of those pieces were gone for someone else. Mm -hmm. So obviously there are kids that my, my children went to school with that had some of those pieces missing. And so again, I'm so blessed. I'm okay. So I think, I think motherhood probably was a big impetus for me wanting to get this going. Well, on that note, Faith, again, list the, uh, the nonprofits that crew nine wines benefits. Okay. So Ruby's place in California, house of hope, Dorothy's house and alternatives, um, are all in Iowa. If you the Good Girl Mafia would like to benefit these these non for profits that really help women, domestic abuse, um, pregnancy, uh, human trafficking. Really, if you want to help, go to crew9wines.com and you can learn all about it there. Order the wines, join the club. Uh, as we talked about earlier with Faith, and you can enjoy fabulous wine during this summer and beyond, and you can also benefit these people who need the help. And we are going to hopefully um, get some more funds their way. Uh, Faith, you are a powerhouse lady. You really are. I cannot 
thank you enough oh. for what you're doing, for being part of the Good Girl Mafia platform, for contributing, you know, an article, for being on the podcast. And, and, and we're going to do so much more together. This is just the beginning. I'm so excited to have you here. So thank you very, very much. Thank you. This has been a pleasure. It's a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you so much for letting me talk about my wines and more importantly, your mission. So you're, you know, you're she army. Let's go. Amen, sister. I am all (laughs) in. Anything else, anything else you'd like to say to to, to the listeners before we sign off? Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, You know, just thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for trying the wines. Thank you for listening. Um, It means a lot. Well, this is just the beginning. So again, Faith, thank you so very much. 